This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. The title of today's podcast is The Power of Unity. Though the Bride of Christ is many, many people, millions and millions of people, we all, as one, are the Bride of Christ. Today, I want to review our blessings in Christ. Then, I want to briefly mention our duties as believers— And lastly, I want to nail down the importance of unity, especially in the citywide church. You see, we are in a supernatural war. God, our Father, has called us as lost people, called us to His Son. In Christ, there is great redemption. There's forgiveness, restoration, there's love, there's hope, there's eternity. There's so many blessings. It would take many, many podcasts just to talk about the blessings. Galatians 3.14 says, He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. So God blessed Abraham in all ways, his family, his property, his possessions, and most of all, He blessed him with a right relationship with the Almighty God. Ephesians 2.6 And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. Now, that's a powerful statement. We enjoy the blessings of God, but we are also sitting with Christ on his throne as the bride of Christ. And I think that the uh, marriage symbolizes, marriage between a man and a woman, symbolizes that relationship that we have with Christ as his bride. We now all can enjoy these blessings as we live in Christ and obey him. So I can just hear my wife now saying, what does it mean to live in Christ? She wants me to explain a little better, so I will. Live in Christ means that you're going to spend time consistently In reading your Bible, in time of prayer, in time of fellowship, go to meet other people, study the Bible together, go to church, and then uh, really get to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's going to begin speaking to you through the Bible, through your fellowship, and then when you're out and about in your normal day of life, you know, working, uh, whatever you do, then the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you. And he will guide you and direct you. He will teach you how to act in certain situations. He might have you reach out to somebody. This is living in Christ, being obedient to him. Another thing that God wants us to do uh, comes from Malachi in the Old Testament. It says to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. In the New Testament, Jesus lays it out for us. Love God and love people. We're supposed to put God first in our life, and then put people even above our own needs at times as we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. Maybe God wants you to reach out to somebody. It might be uncomfortable. It might not be seem like the right time. I remember a long time ago, uh, I was uh, pulling out with my family in a car going home, and there was a young man going up to a building, uh, which I just locked up. And in my mind, I said, I'm out of here. I'm not going to go help this guy. But the Lord spoke to me and asked me to get out and go talk to him. So I did. 
I went out and I asked him if he was looking for a church. And he looked at me with this funny expression. He goes, how did you know that? My wife and I were just talking about that. So sometimes the Holy Spirit can prompt you, and it might not be real convenient. John Michael Talbot tells us uh, in one of his songs that we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And I think that comes from some writings of Mother Teresa. You see, Christ is no longer physically on the earth, but we are, and we have Christ's Spirit inside of us. And so now we are His hands and His feet as we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 4-6, it says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. God has given us gifts. He has given us service and workings as we are obedient to the Holy Spirit and doing it in His power. Why? To love each other to lead others to Christ, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God has given these gifts by the power of the Holy Spirit for apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? For service, so that the body of Christ is built up. Not only does it get bigger, but it also is matured until we reach the unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God. God wants us to live in unity And God is the one that we center on in order to get that unity. Walking with God is not some standby and watch thing. No, it is something that is now and active. We're not waiting to get to heaven at a later time. It's now that we live in these gifts and we pray and we work and we love God and we love people. This is building up the unity in Christ. We are to unify and work under the power of the Holy Spirit and His direction. God is our unifying point. This is probably the most important thing that I can say. God is our unifying point. God, through the direction of the Holy Spirit, is the center of a believer's life. If each of us, born-again, Spirit-filled Christians— will listen and obey, our unity will be complete. This is the whole goal of Jesus, to bring as many as will come into unity under his headship. So uh, right now I'm thinking about the Christian church in China. I heard on CBN, uh, Christian Broadcasting Network, uh, just the other day, that there's more Christians in China, that they're believing now, there's more Christians in China than any other nation in the world. And this church is underground. So they are under persecution. There is trouble on every side. If you become a Christian, it's 
oftentimes it's jail time. It's uh, you're being banished from your society. You could be killed. You could be put in uh, terrible prisons, just like North Korea. And there is an underground church in North Korea. And I went to a church service today, and they told me that there is an explosion in the church in Iran. So what is happening here? These people are under persecution, and they don't have anything else. All they have is Christ. In China, years ago, I heard that the underground church would meet together only by the call of the Holy Spirit. They would not meet regularly. They would not meet in the same place. They would only meet as the Spirit gave them direction so that they wouldn't get caught. And and their church grew and grew. And it is growing even now because they only have Christ. Here in the Western world, we have all kinds of freedoms and we have all kinds of other things to do and a lot of media too. And there's disunity in the churches. I believe it's starting to coagulate now. It's starting to get closer and and we are unifying more and more. It's because there is a slight persecution arising in the church in the Western world. So God wants us to look to Him, to be obedient to Him, listening to the Holy Spirit, knowing the Word of God, so that we can walk in unity with each other. Matthew 18, 19, and 20, it's Jesus talking. He says, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name— There I am with them. Can you imagine just two or three people gathering in Christ can pray to the Father and receive what they're praying for as they pray in God's will? Can you imagine hundreds, maybe even thousands together in unity, in faith, we as the children of God reaching out to our Heavenly Father that His will would be done? This concept is... This principle is simple, but unity is a little bit harder to achieve because we're all individuals. So it's so important that we know our God and we humble ourselves and submit to Him. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 14, it says, Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And the key here is we were all baptized into one Spirit, and now we are one because of the Spirit inside of us. If you look throughout all creation, God displays His his might, His infinite knowledge, His power in diversity. No human is identical. No snowflake is identical. No cloud, no sky, no rock. The list goes on and on. Everything is a little bit different. So how can we get unity? The answer, again, is simple. Fellowship in Christ. I say in Christ because He is our unifying catalyst. He is our unifying power, our purpose, 
our goal. If we follow Christ, then we have the same purpose, the same goal, and this creates unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God. So let's talk about that, fellowship in Christ, Acts 1.14. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women in Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. The Greek word here, joined together, really means of one mind. So I, I might say it this way. They were of one mind constantly in prayer. So they were in complete agreement. They steadfastly joined together in prayer with the same goal. This is the key. They had the same goal, the same purpose. They were praying to God for God to accomplish His will. Let's look after the baptism in the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. The church is growing very rapidly. They were all of one mind doing the work that Jesus began. They did the same thing that Jesus did. They were obedient to the Holy Spirit. So let's read it. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 44. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers had everything together in common. So you might say, I can't unify the church. Of course, I can't. But as we pray, and we seek after the Lord, listening to the teaching of the apostles. It's right there in the Bible. We fellowship with other believers, and we spend time together. Breaking of the bread could be communion, and it could simply be eating together also. And then, of course, prayer. Uh, you've heard that saying before, the family that prays together stays together. Well, there is a unifying factor when we pray together. So you might say, huh, you know, I can't do this on my own. You're right, we can't. We need help. We need each other. Right now, pray for your pastors. Pray for the teachers, uh, the Bible teachers that you're around. Pray that they would see this also. And maybe even go to your pastor and say, hey, would you have a dedicated time to pray for the unity of the churches in our city? I remember years ago, I was in a prayer service. I began praying for the so many believers that I knew didn't go to church. I knew them from work. I knew them from the things that I did outside of work, sports and things. And I come to the point to realize there are so many people that are not going to church. And I was praying for them and praying for God's unity, because I believe God wants us all together in unity before he returns. And if it takes persecution like China and Iran and North Korea and stuff like that, maybe that's what's going to happen. But I sure don't want it that way. Who wants to be persecuted like that? So now's the time to be dedicated and surrendered to God. Uh, during that prayer meeting, God gave me an impression. And it was like a glass wall. And I saw all these people outside of the church. And they were just waiting to come in the church. A lot of them are not going to church because of problems in the fellowship. Maybe they didn't agree with the pastor completely. Maybe there's unforgiveness in their life. Maybe there's sin in their life, and, and they don't want to be exposed. 
There could be all kinds of things. But God wants every one of his people fellowshipping together, praying together, breaking bread together. And it takes a sacrifice on the part of the mature Christians, on the strong Christians, to help those who are weak, help those who are doubting, and the wounded believers, bring them into unity into the faith. This is God's desire for us. This is his will. So I want to finish up right there and really encourage you to work towards being unifying in your body, uh, wherever you are going to church. If you're not going to church, uh, pray about it and get into a church and find a place. It's not going to be easy. Sometimes, you know, churches are uh, places where a lot of broken people come in. And sometimes it's tough times, but stick in there and work so that God can raise us up in unity. This is the Clean Soul Podcast, and I'm Dennis Curtis. If you have questions or comments, feel free to look me up at thecleansoul.org.